Starting this week, all four sports are officially in action. The MLB playoffs have begun, the NHL started regular season, NBA is in preseason action, and the NFL continues. Now, I may have said that already from last week's show, but it started. By it, I mean everything. If you are a true diehard sports fan, October is your favorite month because things are about to get crazy. This is the Big Frank Show. Let's get started. Welcome to the Big Frank Show. Oh, man, that's irritating. I hear you. Oh, good for you. I'm not an idiot. I, well, I know some people might think that, but like... So this weekend, you got to take in your first Penn State game live at Happy Valley. Um, how was it? How was the experience? Uh, Penn State's a really great place. I mean, it's electrifying. Great atmosphere. Um, and the game kicks off with the 98 kick return touchdown by Saquon Barkley. And um, how many people were cheering when that happened? Everybody. The student section went insane. I mean, it's just great fans, great place. Uh, definitely recommend going there because it's insane. It's insane because how many people packed that place? Yeah, it looked almost filled. I mean, the attendance was 107,000. Um, that's pretty insane. And then you got a bunch of fans cheering. The next thing you know, Penn State's up 28 nothing on the opposing team. When were you ever at a venue that had over 100,000 people in it? Never. Yeah, that was, that was pretty incredible. We actually have some sound from the game that we'll play. So what do you think of your first Penn State game? It's really, really a good atmosphere. It was a lot of fun. What did you think of all the people? Uh, the people are absolutely great. Uh, I mean, it's packed here, 107,000 attendants. Uh, it's this really electrifying place. The final score of that game was 45 Penn State and 14 Indiana. Next week, the Penn State Nittany Lions will take on Northwestern. So the MLB playoffs began this week, and it all started off with the wild card games, and they were great games to start. Uh, let's talk about Minnesota and the Yankees first. Uh, Minnesota comes out and scores three runs off the bat in the first inning, and then the Yankees strike right back, and it's all Yankees from there. Overall, it was a great game, but the following wild card game was even better. Arizona took on the Colorado Rockies at their home field. Close game throughout the whole entire game. But uh, Diamondbacks pulled through at the end in the 11-8 final. Which brings us to the rest of the MLB playoffs. What are your thoughts on the remaining series? Uh, so Boston versus Houston. I think I've got Houston and four in that series because I think that the Houston offense is very powerful as, um, along with their pitching. I mean, you got, you got assets such as Carlos Correa, who's Altuve. Um, George Springer, Beltron if you need that power, Bregman, the young guy, and then you got their pitchers, Kiko and Verlander. And as we record this podcast, Altuve, I think, has slammed his second homer of the game, so Houston's doing really well there. How about New York and Cleveland? What are your thoughts on that series? Well, uh, the Yankees are my dark horse for the playoffs, so I think I got Yankees over Cleveland in this series. I mean, Cleveland's hot, 
But I think that the Yankees, you know, they're pumped up. They won their wild card game. And, I mean, the wild card, you know, they always surprise you in these playoff series. I mean, now I think the Yankees have got a good shot. I mean, Aaron Judge's first year uh, got a bunch of other assets on that team along with Judge. And I just think that the Yankees could go far in this playoffs. So let's talk about the other wild card winner switch to the NL. And you had the Diamondbacks come through, and they're going to play the Dodgers. What are your thoughts on that series? Now, originally I had the Rockies beating the Diamondbacks because of their offensive assets. But um, unfortunately to me, the Diamondbacks will play the Dodgers in that divisional series, but I think that the Dodgers will pull out with that one because they're the Dodgers. I mean, they, they have the offensive stats. They have the defensive. They've got everything, all right? They've, they, they won 104 games in the regular season, and they could have won more. I mean, they had that huge win streak, and then after that was a losing streak, but if they won those games, I think that they'd be locked for at least the second round. Speaking of wildcard teams, did you know since 2012, teams that win the wildcard are 5-5 five and five in the Divisional Series, 2-3 and three in the LCS, and 1-1 one and one in the World Series. This means the wildcard winners have as good as a chance as the others to win the World Series. And that's saying something because when they play that one-game playoff, they lose their top pitchers. And in in the wild card games that we saw, the, the bullpens came in early, like in the second, third inning for some of the teams. So it puts them at a disadvantage. So that stat's pretty amazing. It's, it really is. And I think part of that is that the teams get all fired up. You know, they win their first game. And, oh, we have a shot to win it all. So let's talk about our last series, uh, the defending champions, Cubs versus the Nationals. That should be another great series. Now, the Cubs had the best record in the second half in the National League. So I'm going to take the Cubs on this one because I think that they're hot coming in. And we saw the Cubs in playoffs last year, and I think that huh, I think that they can get that playoff hype back in their system. And, you know, the Nationals, they're not a great playoff team. They really aren't. And I think that the Cubs will take that series. But what about the Nationals? For years, they've been knocking on the door. They have a pretty good pitching staff. And I think uh, going up against the best team, you would think, with the Cubs, that might be something to really get them going. It might be, but I'm still going to take the Cubs because I think that the Nationals, now, if they're on the game, I think they have a good chance to win the series. But it's the Nationals in playoffs, so it's really just really choke. You can say it. Choke. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to be talking about baseball over the next few weeks through October to November. Who do you like to win the whole thing? Well, as I said before, I had Houston winning the Boston-Houston series and the Yankees upsetting Cleveland in the first round. So first in the LCS, ALCS, I have Houston versus the Yankees, and I'm going to take Houston to get to the World Series. And who are they going to play? Well... On the other side of things, the NLCS, I have the Cubs and the Dodgers. Two very strong teams in the second half. Rematch of last year. Rematch of last year. Now I'm going to take the Cubs because I think that they want that they want that championship back. You know, they get that feel, same feels last year, such as the Phillies did in 2008, heading into 2009. They lost to the Yankees. Yeah. Well, guess what? I have the Cubs losing to Houston in the World Series. Brilliant. Brilliant, right? <laughs> Because I think that, as I said before, Houston's assets are strong, and I think that they can really pull off the win against the Cubs in the World Series. Okay. 
okay, well, we're not going to have time for your good, bad, and ugly this week. We have limited time on this week's podcast. So let's go right to your predictions for the NFL Week 5. Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. Thursday's game, we have the Patriots at the Buccaneers. Well, I got the Patriots in this one. They never go under 500, at least in this decade. Okay, so I'm going to take the Patriots in this one. Okay, we have the 49ers uh, playing the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. Well, this is this week's trash match, so I'm going to go with the 49ers because I think they're 0-4, they need a win. Yeah, it's that somebody has to win theory. Jaguars at the Steelers. Um, Steelers, I mean, their offensive is their offense is just elite in general. I mean, Jaguars is improving, but um, I'm still going to take the Steelers here. And the Jaguars aren't in England this week. The Bills at the Bengals. Um, I'm going to take the Bills on this one. I think that the Bills' offense is still pretty good, but their defense, it's just average, both of them. I think that evens out beautifully, and I think that the good start, 3-1 and one start, they're going to win again. The Finally, the Dolphins get to go home for their home opener, believe it or not, in Week 5. Titans at the Dolphins. Uh, I've seen enough of the Dolphins this year, so I'm going to just go with the Titans because I think that Mariota, if he's questionable right now, but I think he'll play. Um, I think they'll take the dub. Ravens at the Raiders. Both teams seem to be reeling of late. Um, Ravens, Raiders. Um, I think I'm going to take the Ravens on this one. Um, if Carr's going to be hurt, then that's going to be a tough loss for the Raiders. He has a back injury. will be out the next five weeks. We have the Packers at the Cowboys. Uh, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, this is my game of the week. Um, now, it's Cowboys at a- AT&T Stadium, so that's, you know, Cowboys home team. But I'm going to go with the Packers here. I think that their offense is strong. Jordy's hot. Um, you know, just Rodgers throwing up Jordy. That's pretty much unstoppable when Aaron Rodgers is on his game, and I think he will be. Okay, we have, uh, swinging back the other way, we have the Jets at the Browns, another barn burner. Excuse me, this is this week's trash match also. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have the Jets going over 300. But wait, uh, the Jets are 2-2, two and two and they're tied <laughs> with the um, <laughs> New England. Have... They're tied with New England, so give them some credit. <laughs> I'm going to have the Jets going over 500 here. 3-2, and two. Jets. All right, we got the Chargers and the Giants, and the Chargers uh, faced the Eagles last week, and now they're coming all the way to the East Coast to pl- face the Giants. Um, it's going to be a tough trip from for the Chargers because none of their home games are actually home games because no one shows up. I'm going to take the Giants. They need to win. It's about time. Okay, Panthers at the Lions. Lions have been an elite team this year. They're going to take this victory over the Panthers after the Panthers upsetting the Patriots last week. Okay. Cardinals at the Eagles. The Eagles are actually uh, over a touchdown favorite in this game, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I'm not really surprised. I think that Carson Palmer is getting older. And, hey, if Fletcher Cox is back, that's going to be a tough game for him. And I think that Wentz can also have a strong game. An interesting stat is the Cardinals had 20 touchdowns running the ball last year. So far, after four games, one. Seahawks versus Rams. 
I'm gonna take the Rams on this one. You know, I've been rolling. I've been rolling with these Rams. I had them beating Dallas this last week. And I think they're gonna take down the Seahawks this week. The Chiefs, the rolling Chiefs, uh, against the Texans at home. The Chiefs will keep their undefeated record, and I think that the Texans, although they had probably the best game of their year last week with Watson getting five total touchdowns. I, I've seen that Chiefs, Tina. There's something special. I think that they're they're de- they're definitely going to get this win. They're definitely rolling. And the Monday night football game, the Vikings versus the Bears. No Bradford, and we have a new quarterback in Chicago. My question is, why are the Bears getting all these primetime games when they shouldn't be? But I'm going to go with the Vikings just because it's the Bears and I just don't think they're a well-developed team yet. But we will see some Mitch Trubisky, which that should be interesting, but the Vikings will still win. Okay, last week your record was 9-7, and seven, the week before 10-6. and six. Uh, What's your confidence on your record going to be this week? Um, I'd say I'm pretty confident for this week. Um, I have a few concerns, such as the Rams over the Seahawks, Packers over the Cowboys. But, you know, I think I'll still do well. I think I'll do better than I did last week. So you heard it, folks. Take it to the bank. Simmons, his first two. Not as a sixer, but of course it is a preseason game. But we like it nonetheless. We like a little two-man game on the side. That's the beauty of Ben Simmons. And the half boards and back. A swat by Burns doesn't work. Wayne Simmons for the hat trick. Bullseye. This week, the NHL regular season opens. And, of course, this past Sunday, we had the preseason start for the NBA. Where do you want to start? I'm going to start with the NHL. So, interesting night. We had a hat trick from Connor McDavid in the Oilers opener and a hat trick from Wayne Simmons in the Flyers opener. Um, Both interesting starts to the season, but the Flyers, to me, looked really quick just all around. They won 5-3 against the Sharks, which is a good team. Surrounded by Pavelski, Burns. I mean, they've got good offense and defense. And just Flyers looked, I thought they looked really good last night. Yeah, they really outplayed them. They were quick on on the puck. It just looked really good. I haven't seen this from the Flyers in, I don't know, ever. (laughs) Yep, so it was a good start to the NHL season. And NBA preseason kicked off this past weekend. And we've seen some interesting games, such as the Houston Rockets versus the Oklahoma City Thunder which we saw the trio of Carmelo, um, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook for the first time, and the duo of Chris Paul and James Harden for the first time, and the Rockets came out on top. Um, I think Russ was hurt for that yeah, game. Yeah, Russ was hurt. Play. He didn't play. But and you, we saw the Lakers, I think, uh, as of last night, have yeah. played three games already. How's uh, your boy Lonzo doing? Um, Lonzo scored five points. Uh Seven boards, nine assists from nine boards, seven assists. But you played all right. I mean, I think that the best rookie that played so far is Ben Simmons. Um, He looked extraordinary out there, even though he only scored six points. But if you were watching the game, you would have noticed. Yeah, he had 20 minutes of play. He had uh, six points, seven rebounds, and nine assists in limited play. Uh, I thought he looked uh, outstanding. What were your thoughts on the other rookie? Well, Markel Fultz went two from two for four, two for thirteen from the field. Um, you know he's in the midst of changing his shot right now, so for a higher release apparently. But still, I mean, kind of frightening. Just the defense too. Just, 
Yes, defense looked poor, and uh, actually you'll be uh, at the Sixers game tomorrow night uh, against the Celtics to get a get get a look at them up close. Yep, and of course we'll get a look at Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, both in new uniforms. But I'm kind of hoping I see some better work from Markel Fultz. Now, I know his shot isn't ready yet, like NBA ready, but still, I want to see more than that. I mean... He just looked poorly all around last night. And I think we'll see more tomorrow, uh, although he uh, uh, is day-to-day with uh, a shoulder issue, I guess, from the game or what have you. So hopefully he does play uh, on Friday and we'll get to see him up close. But I'm, I'm concerned uh, on, the, on the defense part mostly. Mm-hmm. And he, looked, he just didn't, didn't look right out there. Now, another part, Joel Okafor. Now, he dropped a lot of pounds, so like 15, 20. But... He looked quicker. Um, his post moves have always been great. Um, offensive post moves, that is. The defense still has room for improvement, but overall, Okafor is looking good as well. Yeah, I guess you could say he looked light on his feet. He really did. Um, so, good game there. Um, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade for the first time. Friendship reunited. Um, that'll be really interesting in the regular season. It's going to be a fun year. And we'll have a more detailed look at uh, the NBA next week as we get a full week, week and a half in with preseason. Kind of make some predictions. uh, And we'll definitely give you some sound and recap from the the Celtics-Sixers game on Friday. Yep, the bottom line is that it's only the first week. There's still... uh, It's just a lot of time left before the actual regular season, and hopefully we get a better look at what's going on in the NBA. And today, the breaking news in Philadelphia was Joel Embiid is now playing five-on-five full court, and they're targeting next Wednesday, perhaps, for his first game. He wants to play preseason games. I don't think uh, the the doctors want him to, but he's adamant that he wants to play a preseason game. I don't care if he plays preseason. Thank God he's playing five-on-five, because now we know he'll be back for the regular season. That's just overfilling me with joy. Well, that's all the time we have this week. But before we go, we want to make mention of something very important. Now, while we talk mostly sports here on The Big Frank Show, we wanted to talk about what's going on out in the real world. And the tragedy that struck in Las Vegas this past week, where 50 people lost their lives, 500 injured at a country music festival. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families uh, and everybody involved. Those that are injured, we wish them a speedy recovery. Also, in the same day, we lost a music legend, Tom Petty, at the age of 66. All this should be a reminder to us that life is both precious and fragile. We'll see you next week on The Big Frank Show. Don't have to be ashamed of the car I drive. I'm just glad to be here, happy to feel that. And it don't matter if you're by my side. I'm satisfied. Well, it's all.